0: i episode 578. So we're going to talk about changing steroid strategy mid-cycle, smart or not. So this is going to be an interesting one. And, you know, sometimes we plan, um, put together a cycle. The blueprint is in there. It's just like putting together a, a blueprint of a road construction or a home construction or a pool or anything. And sometimes things happen, all right, during it. And sometimes you got to change things up. I personally think that it's a really good strategy to always have situations already planned um, in case things go wrong. Let's say you're going to run a cycle. It's going to be a bulking cycle. You're going to run a lot of aromatizing compounds. You're going to run TEST, d maybe DECA, you know, things that aromatize. And halfway through the cycle, you're a bloated fish and you're getting gyno and you're getting all these problems. Do you just continue the cycle like nothing happened? No. It's okay to change your, your steroid strategy. Maybe you drop the, the D bowl. Maybe you drop the dosage of testosterone. Maybe you drop the DECA entirely. Maybe you drop the D bowl entirely. Maybe you drop the testosterone entirely, you know, and just get the situation on a different track. Same thing with an AI, um, aromatized inhibitor, aromasin, arimidex. maybe you're not using enough. Maybe you got to up the dose of that, get it up, you know, to kind of balance things. Maybe you're not made to run compounds like this that cause estrogen problems. So there, I think it is important to change up your strategy sometimes and do things a little unconventional to be successful at this and not be stubborn. So, but at the same time, do you want to completely change things and go a completely different route halfway through a cycle? I'm just going to drop all three compounds and put in three brand new compounds entirely. Let me just run Primo and Masteron that don't want to aromatize at all in our these rivers with Amovar. Completely switch directions. If you do that, you're just not going to get anywhere in my opinion. So I'll bring in Monster on this. Monster, touch on this. What are your... Uh, initial thoughts on this uh, question.
1: When, when I see this subject come up, Steve, I'm always, why? Why why are you changing? What's the issue? Now, I've actually re- re- replied in a negative, and Steve's the one that said you need to be flexible and, you know, stuff happens in life. And when you think about stuff that's happened in, in our lives, Steve, there's, there's going to be situations. So, you know, if someone bloody well dies your steroid stack, the getting cut, bulking, or whatever else, suddenly becomes the most unimportant thing in your life. And patently, obviously, the ability to suddenly stop, go to a PCT and think about doing something later on, or you know, other things happening in life, changing, and even sometimes literally just the individual response of steroids that you've never used before, or whether that's a new brand, a new carry oil, or literally a new steroid. From the many stories exist, and you just don't get the response that you want to. Flexibility is great. But what I do see, and I know it's going to sound a little bit negative, is, is and this is, it is an example, and I put this in my, my pre show notes, all right? And we see this quite a lot. So this is where I would question the thought process. And it would be something like someone decides to do a bulk, and they're quite lean, and they freak out. there's a little bit of dysmorphia in there. I kind of get it. You're losing your abs. And sometimes what happens is that person will literally, as Steve said, it's it's not just changing something out because you didn't get, you know, a good response from it. It's not just because something's happened in life, accidents happen, life happens, divorces happen, stuff happens. No, this is literally someone freaking out. And And even, and I made a note as Steve was talking, even just literally sometimes down to, and we see this, Steve, where they didn't realize it was an aromatizer, and they didn't realize it was a DHT derivative. And you're like, <laughs> okay, you're on the forum. You're asking for help. You're saying, should I change what I'm doing? And I'm actually thinking, motherfucker, you didn't do any research. You, you should have known how most users respond. You should be aware that when you bulk up, you might freak out because you're not the first person this has happened to, and so on and so forth. So it's not that you can't change and whether it's a smart idea or not, because sometimes it's the only thing that you can do in a situation. But as often as not, Steve, it doesn't come across that way. We're not talking about a lot of life emergencies or very bad response to specific steroids. That's, that's quite rare. As often as not, it's poor research, and, of course, these podcasts are going to help you with that, guys, with that kind of information. And, and, and literally, it can seem unplanned. They freaked out over losing their abs, they uh, or, or or even gone any other direction. You know, I can't believe how dry I am, didn't realise I was gonna feel like this, and so on and so forth. So sometimes, and I've even said this sometimes, and, and and again this sounds negative, I've even turned around and said, perhaps steroids aren't for you. Perhaps you should have used Psalms or you should have used a lower dosage and so on and so forth. So yeah, listen, guys, you're listening to these shows, you're listening to these podcasts because we pack them full of information so that you don't make these kind of mistakes. So the number one question for me, Steve, would always be, why do you feel the need to change? If you can answer that, because it's your body and you can justify it, then we're going to be there on the forums to assist you as best we possibly can. But make sure that it's... Even starting a steroid section should be done based on good, solid research and and a proper thought process. Uh, We occasionally will see and this is why I say that, people that seem to literally think, oh, well, I've been training for three months, I should do a steroid second. And you go, okay, no, perhaps not just now, and so on and so forth. So I challenge the thinking. I want the person to justify what they're doing, and if we can do that and it's sound and the logic makes sense, there's a a good, solid reason for it, then we will assist you as best we possibly can. And in that situation, Steve, absolutely be flexible. Absolutely make changes. So, yeah, what do you think about the reasoning sometimes, that thought process that goes into why they want to make the change?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a tough question because a lot of times people will go into a cycle their expectations are off and they expect too much. And what happens is they don't get the results they want. So now they automatically start wanting to increase the dosing. They also uh, automatically want to start bringing in new steroids. Yeah. And that can be, you know, that can kind of lead me to what you were kind of saying earlier about getting on people's cases. So in that situation, you have to basically. You're you're basically um you're the one. It's on you in that situation because you're the one that went in there with unrealistic expectations. It's like going in the ahead of the football season and um your the media hypes up your team, the team, the players on the team, they're a bunch of characters and they 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 predict Super Bowl and all this stuff. But really in reality, they're just an average team. You know, but they they run their mouths a lot and the media loves them. The media darlings. Then the season starts and your team like starts out the year 0 and 2. Then it's like one, you know, they're like three and four, you know, almost halfway through the season. And you're all upset and you're like, just, you know, what the hell? Fire the coach, fire the GM. Well, you went into the season with unrealistic expectations so that the team is just a mediocre team. You can't. It's not the team's fault. It's your fault. You had unrealistic expectations in the first place because everyone else who actually follows football knows that your team is fucking just average garbage. They're not an elite team, but you, you went into the season thinking, Oh my God, my team is so great. My team is so great. Cause you listen to the noise and you listen to the bullshit. Same thing with steroids. You can go on there and look at some incredible transformations Um, of the, the people who have transformed themselves and be like, well, I'm going to turn into that person. Well, that you don't have that person's genetics. You don't have that person's training. You don't have that person's diet. You don't have that person's motivation to push themselves in every workout. As we talked about on prior podcasts, you got to push yourself. You don't have that. And that's okay, but you can't have unrealistic expectations. So if you go in the cycle and you're halfway through and like, oh, I'm not getting the results I want. I'm only up five pounds. I thought I'd be up fifteen pounds. I thought I'd I'd turn into Jay Cutler or Ronnie Coleman. That's on you. And if you keep, and then if you start upping the dose, all you're gonna do is cause more side effects. So if that's the reason you want to change things mid cycle, you need to get your head on straight on that one. Maybe come on the forum, get a log going, so we can kind of keep you, you know, engaged. Because a lot of these guys will do logs on our forum, and they'll look way better. You know, then where they started, but to them, they're like, well, I thought I looked like Ronnie Coleman and we have to kind of knock it in their head. Like, no, dude, you're making great progress. They're like, wow, my energy's better. I'm sleeping better. Well, that's because you change your diet. That's because you're yes. exercising. So now yes. your body's getting healthier. Now on your next cycle, you're going to push even more in the cycle. I'm going to push. So we can kind of keep your head on. straight. So that's why it's good to come on the forum and get a log journal, a log diary going. So we can help you kind of keep your head on straight because it's not all about, Oh my God, I have to look a certain way. A lot of times with most people, it's about how do I feel inside? Am I always getting sick? Am I always, you know, having bowel movement problems? Am I always not sleeping well? Do I always have fatigue? Do I always have to push myself to go to the gym? Cause I don't have the energy. I don't have the motivation. And that's the things that have to get changed a lot of times. It's not even about gains necessarily. And then on the flip side, monster, maybe you can talk about how to strength, unrealistic strength. Oh, I'm halfway through the cycle, and my bench press has only gone up 15 pounds. That's a lot. That's a big move. Huge, 15 pounds is a lot. Huge.
1: Listen. So seminar. what happens?
0: Why don't you talk about yeah. that, monster? but talk about what happens yeah. when you improve too quickly when it comes to strength and some yeah. of the yeah. things that happens yeah. when it comes to injuries.
1: Let me give you an example, right? Steve and I have been doing this for a long ass time. I've been doing it for 43 years. And back when I started, uh, I think I started age 15, started keeping proper training diaries age 18 onwards. I've still got 10-year-old training diaries since I've been here, Steve. And i probably brought a couple with me. Okay, So one of the things I pointed out to people, this is the unrealistic expectation thing that Steve's just talked about, My gains year-on-year on on and off PEDs are average, average, Steve. And this is something that Steve said. If you gained five pounds on, say, a cycle based around 500 milligrams of test a week, you are doing fantastically well. You really are, okay? My my gains on average, I think, off PEDs was averaging three to four pounds a year. And on PEDs, certainly for a, a period of time, it's not continuous and it's not forever, but for a period of time, average is around five to six pounds per year. That might be four pounds on this cycle, two pounds on that cycle. And you go, oh, well, that's not huge. That's fantastic, man. I've been trading 43 years. If I gained the 30-something of those years and the average is four and a half pounds of both on and off, that's 120-something pounds, Steve. Uh, It's the reason why I'm 330-odd fucking pounds as we do this podcast. I started training, uh, keeping a diary, when I was 175 pounds. So the transformation is unreal, but it's unreal because I've been doing it a fucking long time. Let me give you another quick example, and then I'll talk about what came too quick and the bench press thing that Steve just talked about. So yesterday we had a post on a forum, and he was actually discussing or debating whether the product that he got from one of our approved sources was poor because he'd only gained seven pounds in seven weeks. And I'm like, no, that's fucking brilliant. That's really That If you keep five of those seven pounds, if you run it another week and gain another pound, keep six of the eight or nine pounds that you might gain, you will be doing outstanding. The unrealistic expectation is definitely a part of that. That's where people will drink the dosages or go for harder steroids. Uh, ones with more side effects and so on. So we, we do see that. And again, it's maybe the over-promise. My buddy gained 20 pounds. You're not your buddy, you're you. And I've had gained average amounts of body weight. Let me address the bench press thing. right? So what am I looking at? I, I, I worked out back in the day, Steve, that my if I was competing as I regularly did 10 or so years ago in the strength stuff that I was doing, I was only looking for a 5% increase across the board. If I could get 5% better in 12 fucking months, so there's not even half a percent a month better, at the end of the year, when I was testing my maximal strength on exercises, I was happy because I was already competitive in the events that I was competing in at 5% less. So if I, I improved 5%, sometimes my competition would improve 5%. But if I was only winning or I was in with, in with a chance of winning, then 5% was all I was looking for. If that was a 100-kilo bench, it's a 105-kilo bench. So 225 becomes 235. That's fantastic, guys. It's, it's, and again, year on year, at that particular point in time, I've been training for 30 years. So again, if you're averaging a 5% increase across the board, it's fantastic. Now, let me address the point Steve made in regards to what happens if you do get too big or too strong too quickly. The the gaining of the body weight thing, Uh, the cycles, and these are rare, of individuals who gain, for example, I've heard of stories of people on anadrol gaining 20 pounds. We've discussed this. You really, really, really don't want to blow up. 20 pounds, especially if your frame's kind of normal or you was average or a little bit above average size to begin with, because 20 pounds is a lot of weight. And I don't just mean that stating the bleeding obvious. I mean, Steve and I have discussed this. You are carrying around 20 pounds of new tissue, uh, assuming it was all meat and not water. That is horrendously difficult to adapt to. It takes me, even just gaining five pounds back in the day, Steve, it would take me three months to feel comfortable with a five-pound gain because I'm going to feel – if I'm already heavy and I become heavier, I'm now that much harder to walk up and down the stairs, do cardio, do any kind of conditioning work, throw a kettlebell around, do swings. It's just – and then it's just mass on my bone structure, sitting on my tendons, and whatever else. What we always used to see – and this is where the injury thing comes in, Steve, and the bench press would be a great example. So how many times we see 80s and 90s bodybuilders blowing their quads, but so many, and I'm thinking even Kevin Leverone, blowing their pec, And there are videos of Kevin, the Maryland muscle machine, back in the day doing four and even five plates a side. So 500-pound bench press, basically, Steve, £495 pound bench press, and blowing out his pec, And fantastic a surgeon was able to fix it, put it back on. And what happened was that Kevin would do no PEDs in the off season would typically drop down thirty pounds, ease back on the training, and then kill the training as he ran into the Mr Olympia, grow into the competition, but at the same time put a lot of mass back onto the body, and of course use some performance-enhancing drugs to assist his process. And he would he would turn from a kind of muscular tennis pro to a, a fucking monster. And it wasn't uncommon, so I'm not just picking on Kevin, and what happened was that you put on this mass very, very quickly, the strength as well, five plates a side is a lot of weight, it's like 1% of the gym, and you blow up, and your connective structure, your tendons, your sinews, the fascia, etc., all the things around the muscle that holds it onto the bone, take time to get strong, and people blow up, and they get injured. I think there's one more thing that I sometimes see there, Steve, and again, it's just a process steroids can make training easy and it can make gaining muscle easy and getting stronger easy that's the fucking reason why we use them what sometimes freaks people out is and it especially applies to the stronger steroids how goddamn tired or lethargic or toxic you're going to feel it's the reason why steve and i talk about sensible training proper nutrition and so on and so forth and as steve said when it's done right with fasting, with good nutrition, with us encouraging you to get, recover properly, you can feel like a god. You can feel amazing. And, of course, this is the pluses. And what, I wouldn't want to change that stack or that cycle at all. If that's how you feel right now, keep on doing what you're doing. Hurry on trucking, motherfucker, because that's exactly what we want for you. We want your skin to grow. We want your hair to shine. We want your eyes to be bright. And that's just you tidying up your diet, eating vegetables, getting fruit into your diet, having some fasting, having some gut rest, working on your recovery, not spending three hours in the gym, just getting there, killing it and getting there. And that's the kind of logs that we like and the advice that we like to give out and encourage. Equally, and it's kind of obvious to me, Steve, if I'm training double hard for a record or for a competition, I know I'm going to feel fatigued. I kind of, I should feel fatigued, but it blows some people's minds and they're not ready sometimes for the stress. It's why we encourage on-cycle protection, it's why we make sure that you look after your organ health and so on and so forth. But if you've never experienced that level of fatigue, literally just because you're training harder in the gym, it can be something that surprises you. I was expected to feel like a god and I don't. Okay, well, look how poor your diet is. You're working construction and you're training at 11 o'clock at night. Motherfucker, you're barely getting enough sleep, literally on our logs as a lot of the people that run logs keep the amount of sleep that they're doing there. Some of them are getting 10 hours a day. I don't get 10 hours a day, Steve. It's just difficult. So things like that and the expectation that Steve's in, and the sense of the, the lack of experience of a particular steroid trend is a great example. Some people feel amazing on trend and they will literally say tongue slightly in cheek, trend is God, but equally, it can make other people feel toxic. So your your expectations, and specifically, I think some here, the unique experience. I, I wrote down the individual response. There are certain PDs that I like because I know exactly how my body responds to them. And there's others that I would you for a very short period of time, especially if I was going into a competition. Because I know that I'm going to feel rough because of the training. I'm pushing my body into new places, world record territory. And equally, I know that this PED is going to make me feel a little bit shit. But that's a deal. I, 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 I'm owning it. I know that I'm going to feel like that. That's why I'm training so damn hard. I want no one to beat me. I want that world record. And I know that there's going to be a sort of sense about me in terms of the PED and how, how it's going to make me feel. But I know that the results are going to make me glad that I've done it. But if you're new to it, if you like the experience, and this is typically what we see in here, very rarely is someone that's run more than a couple of cycles when they'll come on and they'll say, you know, I need to change everything up. And you go, okay. So we own it, question it. And then obviously, if you absolutely need to, of course. I mean, one of the comments I made here, Steve, I don't want to touch on this now. Sometimes, and I think Steve and both, I have agreed on this. We just say stop the cycle because if you're not competing, if it's not for specific dates or period of time, it's just for self-improvement, for yourself, for no other, no other particular reason, then stop the cycle, do a PCT, give yourself a break, and come back and do a new cycle. Run, run something better because it's just a few months, a few weeks down the road, Steve. It doesn't have to be today. If it's for a competition, sure. And we actually see this in competition. Let me touch on that as well. Pro bodybuilders, and we've discussed competition stacks, kind of have three stages. And if you looked at each state individually, you kind of say, well, that's a bulking part, that's a recomposition part, and that's a competition part. Right at the end, they're cutting down there. And these can easily be 16 weeks uh, cycles, sometimes slightly longer. I'm going to say 20 weeks if you're at the Olympia as long as a year off is possible, but literally 20 weeks broken down to about three different sort of compartments or, or, or phases. And these cycles, the 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 mid the middle the start, the middle, and the end, will completely differ. There might be the odd one or two things that are still in there, but the structure, the way it's put together, is completely different. The end stack, the, the cutting down for a competition part, will be completely different from what you see at the beginning. So for them, it's a deliberate process. But for a typical listener, typical user of PDs, who just wants to enhance their physique and get into shape and be stronger or whatever else, I prefer a structured and planned process, researched, what's the best PD for what I want, and so on and so forth. Make sure I've got time to get into shape. And unless something comes up like a holiday or some sort of family disaster or whatever else, uh, leave it as it is. Don't freak out. You can always cut back on the dosages. And as I say, I mean, flexibility, fine, but I prefer planned. And flexibility is there because, of course, it's the stuff, like we said, with emergencies, whatever else. But it sometimes feels unplanned, and it sometimes feels like people are freaking out. And it sometimes just comes down to a lack of experience, or as Steve said, the expectations. And, of course, and we have touched on this, you get injured. Absolutely. Don't keep doing that stupid shit that fucked you up and got you injured, Steve. We see that. If you have torn a pec or a quad, or if you have strained a vertebrae or something in your neck, absolutely stop what you're doing because we would, we don't want you to get any more injured. What do you think on that one, Steve?
0: Yeah. And, you know, we finish up this podcast. Look, I, I just want to say, you know, that, you know, this is flexible. I always tell people have a blueprint going into cycle, but be willing to be a little flexible. And when I mean a little flexible, I mean, Switch things up, switch dosages, switch your AIs, you know, switch your livers, add more liver support, things like that. Just monitor yourself. And, you know, there's one, there's, there's both ways can be wrong. You can go on the cycle hard headed, like I'm going to do the cycle this way and I'm not going to change anything no matter what happens. My blood pressure is up 25 points. I'm just going to keep things the same and not adjust anything. No, if your blood pressure is up 25 points, you can get a, give yourself a stroke. So you got to look at, do I need to lower my dosing? Do I need to up my support supplements? Do I need to up my cardio? Should I have done more cardio before I did the cycle to strengthen my heart more? These are things to look at. You know, you're going in the cycle. You start getting nipple irritation. Do you just say, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to continue the cycle, not change anything. No, listen to your body. Very, very important. Listen to your body. Those are four words that you need to write down, okay, on your calendar. If you have a calendar, you know, where you're keeping track of what days you're dosing and everything, put those four words down. Listen to your body. If your body is saying something is off, then adjust things during the cycle. Don't just keep things the same and hope everything works out. You've got to be sworn about this. But at the same time, having a blueprint going into the cycle is a great thing. There used to be a time where you went on forums and you posted your cycle and then halfway through your cycle decided to to tweak some things. And then some old, quote unquote, old school guy would go on there and say, oh, that's ridiculous. You should just keep things the way they are. Finish your cycle. How else are you going to know what happens? Blah, blah, blah. How's you going to learn from that? It's a stupid logic. It's like, imagine a football team. They start the year like 0-5, and, and they're supposed to be like a good team. They're not tanking or anything. They start the year 0-5. Are Aren't are they not supposed to make changes? You know? Or are they just going to keep – let's just keep doing what we've been doing. Or are you going to keep losing if you keep doing what you're doing, most likely? You got to change something up. And there's no – you know, there, there's no um, – It's not being a coward to change things up in life. Sometimes you just got to change things up and and things have to be switched a little bit. And this way it's optimal and you're able to get results. So look, at the end of the day, the best thing you can do is get a log on the forum. And then this way, if you have to adjust something mid cycle, we can kind of help you and guide you and, and, and change things correctly. That's, that's what I recommend. So mobster final thoughts, take us a disclaimer. I
1: just find myself nodding away here to Steve in terms of pretty much everything that he's just said. I always start with a plan. I always encourage the listeners and the forum users to go off and do research. Absolutely, uh, especially easy if you have a log and we can see what you're doing. Sometimes it's super easy for us to come in and say, hang on, you're not doing enough of this. You're not getting enough sleep. Leave the cycle as it is, but change change this, change that. And of course, it might even just be that you thought you could handle a gram of this or a half a gram of that, and you need to ease the back off. Uh, that just makes sense to me, Steve. I think it's also probably that in my particular case, and maybe that's why I think that particular way, I am that experienced. I know what works for me. And so, therefore, I'm at that point where I don't need to change things up because I know that if I do this, this is how I'm going to feel, this is the result. This is the number is going to be on the bar at the end and so on and so forth. So I've sort of kind of already got that down pat. But for newbies, maybe I'm forgetting sometimes you're coming in, you don't know those things. You don't know how you're going to respond. You don't know how you're going to feel. You're not aware of the results that you're likely to get and so on and so forth. And that's where us older, wiser heads can say, hang on, five pounds is great. Five percent on your bench is great. Yes, if you feel like death, you shouldn't keep doing it. If you're having nosebleeds, motherfucker, for sure. You need to stop doing what the hell you're doing and so on and so forth. This is why. Come on the forums, talk to us, post some comments, let us know what you think. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions. Ours is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. And podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.